Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I did a test this morning, one of these personality tests. Because whenever I'm going to discuss something like I'm... Go discuss now. I like to try it on myself. Would you guess? I'm not going to tell you. Let's see what. How well do listeners know me? Am I an extrovert or an introvert? How well do my listeners know me? I did a little test this morning. One of these things you do online. Twenty questions. Now there's loads of them out there. Some of them are probably more scientific than others. But this is one I can do in three or four minutes. Am I an extrovert? Or an introvert, because it turns out that lockdown and other things have been easier on extroverts than they've been on introverts. Aoife Lennox, good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. Nice to talk to you. Now, you we don't know each other, so I, I, I'm assuming that you're not going to make any assumptions. We'll see if my listeners do, though. Okay, <laughs> I, very good. I'll wait intro- to hear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why? Why was... First of all, what defines an introvert and what defines an, an extrovert? Is it just personality or is it actually science? Well, there certainly is science behind it and, and actually it's genetic. And what we know about introverts and extroverts and our differences is that it really comes down to energy and how we energize. So people who are higher in extroversion tend to be energized by interactions with other people. So they get fueled by that. And um, as introverts, we actually have um, a sensitivity to something called dopamine. And that really means that we get drained by those social interactions. So it doesn't mean that we're antisocial. There's a lot of negative um, perceptions around what it means to be an introvert. It doesn't mean we don't like people or that we're unfriendly, but we just can get really overstimulated and drained. Um, And that's why many introverts really enjoyed working from home because they got a release from that busy office environment Mm -hmm. that, um, that can be really draining for them. Does introverted mean shy or is that a misnomer? No, and you can actually have shy extroverts. So shyness is really to do with social anxiety. It's an anxiety about people judging you. Um, And shyness is something that can be overcome, whereas introversion is your genetic temperament. So it's not something that will be changed. Now, we have what they call character traits. So we can adapt, right? So if you're you're very high in introversion, it means maybe you're quieter, maybe you're very reserved, but you can certainly learn 
the skills to function in whatever your job is. Um, so I had to do that in training or, you know, being able to speak on the radio, anything like that. So they're all skills that you can learn. Um, so shyness is something that you can get over. But your natural tendency as an introvert is to have a preference for maybe a lot of solitary time. Um, maybe you prefer more one to one interactions or small group. And that will stay with you. And that's your preference. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Who fared well? Who fared better then during the last 18 months of the pandemic? Not just through working from home and staying at home for long periods. Mm. Who fared fared better? Mm. One would think the introvert. Exactly, yeah. And when this all started, there was a lot of funny stuff trending on social media that, you know, introverts were born for this um, and, and many enjoyed being in their bubble. But actually, introverts are more at risk for loneliness and depression oh. and anxiety. And because introverts tend to be kind of inward focused, um, they're actually less likely to, to ask for help when they're struggling. They're less likely to reach out and build connections and maintain those relationships that we all need. So as the pandemic continued and people were in lockdown and they were disconnected, um, what the research is showing is that actually extroverts did a better job because extroverts are better at maintaining those social connections and relationships with other people. Yeah, and that's really, They would go to more trouble to stay connected, is that it? Absolutely, because they actually have that need. They, they, they need that dopamine fix and they have that need to reach out to other people. Whereas as introverts, we don't. We're actually quite happy, um, you know, maybe reading a book, doing kind of the solitary stuff that you might do. Um, so we have less of a need to be around other people. But then what happens is you don't maybe put the energy into maintaining those relationships and the contacts. And the research will show that introverts have so, uh, smaller social and professional networks. And so then when you're in a pandemic situation and you're in lockdown, you've people really disconnected. And particularly for introverts who might live alone, um, I think it's been a really, really difficult time. Um, so so it, I think th- there will need to be a lot of uh, awareness and support um, for people who have been very disconnected um, during lockdowns. As we start, well, as we've been in the office all the time, but as people who've been at home mm-hmm. for the last year and a half start to come back to the office, the extrovert and the introvert, it'll work out differently for them both, will it? Yeah, well, I think extroverts might find that they're maybe a little bit more excited about going back into the office. Now, everybody, of course, has benefited from flexibility and so forth. So there's lots of other factors. Um, But for many introverts, the idea of going into a really busy overstimulating office, particularly on a five day a week um, option is um, the, the, the re-entry fear of that is is very real. And there is a lot of anxiety and, you know, the, the talk about the great resignation and the mass exodus and all that. And and I have heard a lot of people say, if I'm forced to go back into the office, I, I will look for another job. Um, so I think it's really important for introverts, and I, I hope maybe during lockdown that they may have come to a self-awareness about their temperament and realize, you know, I'm really productive and I'm really focused when I have opportunity to work in a quiet environment. Mm -hmm. So maybe when you go back into the office, there needs to be some conversations around temperament and, you know, have introverts and extroverts talking about their temperament and what does that mean and what are your strengths and how do you like to work? And just having those conversations, I think we have a real opportunity here to, to redesign work because a lot of 
the the workplaces or the processes are really designed for more extroverted temperaments. So the open plan office, uh, the emphasis on teamwork, collaboration, when actually, and even brainstorming, things like that, they don't really suit the introverted temperament. We like to think things through first before we contribute. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So in a brainstorming situation, introverts often might find it challenging to speak up or even just speaking up in a meeting. I think many introverts have found it actually easier to contribute while working remotely. Um, and I did a little post on LinkedIn recently and 70% of introverts that responded said they found it easier to contribute while working remotely. Yeah. So is it a thing that employers should consider? Like if it's a thing that John or Mary has been really, really productive at home in Mm. the last 18 months and is now saying to you, do you know what? I think I'd prefer to stay working out of the back bedroom. I felt happier. And you look at John's record and say, well, actually, you've been really productive. So can we cut some arrangement here? Is it should employers take that into account? Yeah, absolutely. And I think and I was listening to your speaker yesterday and like this, this isn't a one size fits all, I suppose, and where there can be flexibility um, like the focus is on the outcomes and the deliverables and, and what you do in your work, not not so much how you do it. So when and where you do it. Um, should become less important than than what you actually produce in the end. And and definitely to create more inclusive work environments, paying attention to our temperament and our different ways of working, I think will be really beneficial going forward and really helpful for well-being and mental health as well. Okay, for those who wouldn't know what they are, how can you tell whether you're an extrovert or an introvert? Yeah, so I mean, there's loads of online assessments like the one that you just mentioned. But I always give the kind of the weekend example and say, how do you like to spend your weekend? Do you like to fill it with socializing with other people now that we can get out and do a little bit of that? Or is your preference um, to maybe have a quieter weekend? Now, we're all human and it's very important to say that personality is very complex. So we all need a little bit of socializing and connection, but we'll just differ in our needs for it. Or you might find that... You need time to process. Maybe you're a slower decision maker. Maybe you're more reserved. Maybe you're a deep thinker. You're very analytical. You're very empathetic. They tend to be the strengths and the traits of somebody who's higher in introversion. So you might look at that within yourself. And if an introvert has no choice but to get back out there and open Mm. up again, any advice for them? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, just respect your introvert temperament and what that tells you about your needs in terms of your need for recharge. So maybe during your working day at home, you were able to go off for a walk in the middle of the day. See, can you maintain that or you need little breaks to recharge? If your preference is for one-to-one, smaller groups, see if you can communicate that within the, the work setting as well. And then talk to your manager, talk to your colleagues about temperament and have some conversations around that. Um, and I would say just take it slowly. We've we've never been here before. This is mm-hmm. a social experiment. Um, and going back into the office, you know, I, I'd be concerned that we'd be trying to, to replicate how things were before. Yes. Um, and I would love us to see that we can take this opportunity to, you know, how can we make work better for everybody and really play to everybody's strengths. You can't flick an 18-month switch in one day. No. Can't be done. Can't no. be done at all. Actually, there's an interesting concept of time of measurement, lastly, that people mm. who thought there were personality was one way have discovered mm. through lockdown that actually they're a totally different personality. 
Yeah, well, interesting enough, Myers-Briggs, um, they're the personality research company. They came out last year with research which said nine out of 10 people in the UK feel pressure to act extroverted. So while extroverted strengths or traits are are um, seen as successful in the workplace, so there are many introverts who feel under pressure to act in an extroverted way. So over the last 18 months, you may have actually come to some awareness that actually I quite like an awful lot of alone time. I quite like doing a lot of, um, you know, one to one communications rather than the big group. And I really have no interest in going back to to big face to face events again. Um, so I, I think there will be a lot of that as well. And I think that that awareness is really good for us to then have these conversations around temperament in the workplace. So I, I think that's a good thing that has happened. Okay. Well, what would you think I was, Aoife? I'm going to guess that maybe that you're an introvert only because actually a lot of people in the public space are actually quite introverted. Oh, people you're good at comedians. your job. You're good at your job. <laughs> I didn't do one test. I did three. And they ah. all came back as introverted. There you go. Because uh, introverts are very interested in people, yeah. you know, and they're interested in finding out and, and in a wide array of topics. So, yeah, go. great. Thanks very much, Aoife Lennox, uh, well-being coach. Um, on intro- yeah, I, an introvert. I'm a classic introvert. Would you believe? 1850-715-996. On the in injection centres uh, Paul says PJ look at the centre they had in Pierce Street in Dublin which was just for methadone that was played with dealers selling to addicts that was right besides one of the biggest guy the stations in Dublin nobody wants an injection centre on their doorstep I dare you to ask Thomas Gould the Lord Mayor or any TD or councillor who may come on backing them would he want it on Cathedral Road or whatever their doorstep is okay that's a thought Eighteen fifty seven one five nine nine six. 715 996 The Onacora story, uh, you'll have heard my package from there yesterday and we've been covering it right throughout the summer and it's made national news now and very shortly it'll make the agenda of the Eroctus. Senator Frances Black joins me. Frances, good morning. She's not there, uh, Fiona. She's not there just now. We'll get her in a second. But the it's it's going to come up. Uh, before a meeting of the Mental Health Committee of the Oireachtas, where I understand that the HSE are also going to be present, are going to be asked to, I guess, explain their strategy for closing the Onacurra Centre, which, as we speak, is still penciled in for the end of October. And as we speak, none of the residents or their families know what is going to happen. And as you'd have heard in our package yesterday, some of the residents are very anxious and distressed about what might be going to happen. Francis Black, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing, PJ? How did this meeting come about? Well, um, I was contacted by Councillor Liam Quaid probably in maybe July, August um, this year, and, and I was told of the Onacor Centre possibly closing, well, actually closing, um, and, and how people were informed around it. And I just really was shocked because, as you well know, um, you know, the loss of home for residents are 
really being impacted by this and they're you know they're 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 facing the loss of many therapeutic relationships with staff you know they're some some of those relationships over a long period of time and are 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 foundational to residents sense of security and their rehabilitation and obviously the residents are devastated as as their family members are so i i thought it would be a good idea mm-hmm. to host a private meeting um with some of the family members and Liam um, to talk about this. So thankfully, some of our, the members on our mental health subcommittee were available. So we ha- we held a private meeting and out of that then we decided that we would write a letter to the HSE and invite them in for a public meeting that's happening today at 12.30. Okay. And what will they be asked at that meeting, Francis? W- well, I'm presuming, you know, that they will be asked many different questions for example you know like questions like who is the proprietor of the site and and, and premises of the Onacora Centre are they owned by the HSE or other organisations and if they're owned you know what discussions has there been formal or informal discussions within the HSE Um, and then if not owned by the HSE what's the current lease arrangement you know there's so many questions that we could ask you know how do each of these potential alternative long stay respite placements in Cork compare to the Onacora Centre in respect of you know in respect of so many other things so there's so many different questions that we could ask them but the reality is is why why is this happening mm. why is this happening to you know to to the residents um surely they can just address the this issue by either rebuilding um you know another center uh, on the premises which i think is really really important mm-hmm. um you know, I think NASA uh, Horrigan, who's on the Mental Health Committee, is an ar- architect, and she said that the centre either needs very significant investment or potentially it may make more sense to go for a rebuild. <laughs> but the location should not be sacrificed, you know, as it, it really is key to the community. And as I said yesterday briefly, Francis, before I wrap up with you, I did walk the site last week. There's a hospital mm-hmm. just across the road. I wa- yeah. I did walk that area. And if it's a simple yes. matter of acres available, then there are acres available. Well, well, in saying that, uh, PJ, it would be ideal. I, I do believe that there are plans for, for that site to build um, um, a residence for an old folks uh, place, yeah. a residence. But um, I think where they actually are, you know, I think that's a great idea to just rebuild or certainly the potential there is to just do it up, you know. And they're so happy there and such lovely, gentle people as I met last week. Francis, I know, thank you for taking our call. We're cut for time. I do appreciate it. That meeting's happening at uh, midday in uh, the Oireachtas. That's Senator Francis Black, chair of that committee, and she's also of the RISE Foundation. We have a statement coming into us from the HSE on Onakora. We'll bring you that in the next hour. Can we just talk? The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. With McCarthy Insurance Group. Call them now for motor, home, business, farm, life and health insurance. CMIG.ie These days, we're all looking for healthy, tasty family meals and lots of variety. The good news is that our fishermen continue to bring us the best of the catch, like fresh Irish hake and haddock. There are so many ways to enjoy them. Try delicious Thai curry with hake or mouth-watering Cajun seasoned haddock. 
For lots of tasty recipes and different meal ideas, visit boardbeer.ie and look out for Irish Hake and Haddock next time you're shopping. Fresh ideas, great meals. Get inspired and elevate your bathroom space to a whole new level with City Tiles and Bathroom Superstores, Toker and North Point Blackpool. Our fantastic range of quality tile and bathroom products means you can create, design and style your dream bathroom. City Tiles and Bathrooms is your one-stop shop for everything from top quality yet affordable wall and floor tiles, showering solutions, bathroom furniture and accessories. City Tiles and Bathrooms, Cork's quality tile and bathroom superstores, Toker and North Point Blackpool. Sale now on. Better Value lives at Dunn Stores with big savings on our fresh meat range. Like Irish Board Be Approved Beef Meatballs 360 gram. Great with any pasta for only €2. Or add Irish Board Be Approved Chicken Breast 302 gram to your stir fryer curry for just €3. Plus, with our 10 or 50 grocery voucher, you save even more. Which means every trip to Dunn Stores means better value. Dunn Stores, always better value. Terms and conditions apply. Voucher can be used on next grocery shop of 50 euro or more. My bad habits lead to Ed Sheeran, live. Parky Queeve Cork, April 28th. Subject to license. Tickets from 81 euro go on sale this Saturday at 8 a.m. Quartz 96 FM.